It is Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer BBD here in Seattle with us, and producer Dan back in his little apartment, putting it all together via the... Why do you have to say little apartment? Well, that's what he describes it as. It is a pretty small apartment. Yeah, that's all. I'm, I'm not picking on the guy. He's just getting going. He's 23. He's making waves. He's... Fully sh- employed. He should be in a little apartment, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The fact he's paying for it by himself, I applaud you, young Dan. Dang. Nice work. All right, last day in Seattle here. We're going to be flying out later this afternoon. We will start off with a tip of the cap to all of our John Boy Media community that joined us for the watch party here in Seattle at Optimism Brewing. Great place. Great people. I had a ton of fun. I just felt like we talked to our good friends for like eight hours yesterday. We were there for a long time, long weren't time. we? We did a lot of stuff, but it was a great event, and, and all the people that come out, we always talk about that, like, it's fun to interact with our fans on mm-hmm. AMP, on in the comment sections, all that stuff, but when you get to go face-to-face and really chat and get to know people, that's when it's the best, and that's what yesterday was about, and we had some hiccups, like, the projector wasn't really working for us but everyone right. was having such a good time just being with the community that it, it was i think it might have been an even better event because of that i would agree with you so it was called an all-star watch party <laughs> the watch part was tough uh because of the sun they don't have like blinds in there so on the big projector screen it was difficult to see the pictures on our other screen there were some technical snafus that sort of stuff happens when you're doing a live event but at the end of the day, so many people came up to us when they were saying goodbye, and they were like, we didn't even care about that part. Just the fact that we were all together, yeah. that they had a chance to hang out with us and ask some questions and take some pictures, but more importantly, join people that are a part of this community so that they could hang out together. I mean, it's such a rarity where you get people in the same room. We're usually talking to each other over thousands of miles away. This was something special, a ton of fun. I don't want to go into it too much because we have more stuff to get into, but... yeah. Uh, I heard from a bunch of people who had just moved to Seattle and, you know, they're working here now and, and they don't have a ton of people they know. So they decided to come to our event and now, now they, they, do. they left with friends. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. It was great. A lot of fun. Uh, as for the game itself, we can say this. Although there weren't a ton of wow plays, there were some great defense. We saw catches in the first inning by a pair of American League outfielders. That was kind of fun. Um you know, some home runs. Elias Diaz gets named the MVP. Great job by the 32-year-old catcher of the Colorado Rockies in his first All-Star game. NL actually wins one for the first time since 2012. Um, but has the game lost a little zip, in your opinion? And if so, is there any way to resolve that issue? I don't, I don't really think it has. I thought yesterday was pretty good because, you know, even though – there's nothing at stake for all of these guys. It's still, you want to perform on the stage. So, yeah, we saw some really fun moments yesterday. You talked about Adelise and, and Rosarena there in the first inning. And then Diaz hitting the homer was great. Uh, at the end, I thought the, my favorite part of the game was at the end when Julio came up with a, yeah, chan- with a awesome. chance to win it. He right. ended up walking. I almost want to say no walks for Julio. Like, get back in the box, bro. You think they would have <laughs> let him do that? If he said no, I'm not walking. Either get me out or... Let's finish the bat. So pull an Albert Bell. Like I, okay. I don't oh. want to take the hit by pitch. That would have been stay. cool. If he, that would have been cool if he did that because I think everybody when he came up in our watch party, everyone started chanting Julio. Yeah, that was cool. And then you know he walks and a little anticlimactic, but I, I still think it's a really good game. We talked about 
maybe some changes, maybe changing the rosters up, whether that's a draft, whether that's the U.S. versus the world. I think those are some things you can do. But as far as gameplay, it's still the best players in the world in singular, like, at-bats, like pitcher versus hitter. I thought when they mic'd up, was it Eovaldi and uh, Carroll? Corbin Carroll. Like, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that, we'll like, talk about that That needs to happen second. more, yeah. Um, there's not much you can do to change the game. The game is the game, right? So, yeah, you could spin it and have uh, USA versus the world, which I like an awful lot. I have suggested in the past maybe doing a draft the day before. I know that's a little time-consuming and kind of follows the lead of the NBA. But I think that it's, you know, I think it, that could be kind of fun. Um, but whatever, the game is... It's it's just another baseball game, and I don't know why that has changed since when I was watching in the '80s and '90s and early 2000s. I don't know. I'll give you something. Yeah, money. You, no, we always love money. Well, yeah, I mean, would that that would change the intensity of it? Yeah, we talked about that. Like some sort of purse for the players, uh, get them into it a little bit more. But I think really visually, I'd want to see the jerseys oh, of each individual team get, come back. Oh, where, the, where are the all-star jerseys for the Derby? Yep. And just, let's go. Yeah, you could make your money by selling. I mean, that's the, the only reason they play in those jerseys. That's it. The only reason is to try and, you know, streamline more money coming into the sport. Please go back to the old days. Yeah. That is, that's like the best part of the game. Yeah. Seeing everybody on the same team in their different jerseys. It's a little bit like watching Field of Dreams. It, you know what I liked, though, yesterday? They had the, the logos on the pants, like the top left pant leg. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I'm the jerseys gonna, were great. Don't right get me wrong. Those jerseys were awesome. But fine. I'd rather see the team jerseys. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing there. Um, Fox did mic up a bunch of players yet again. Uh, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, his teammates in the first inning. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi taking on Corbin Carroll. That was neat. Uh, in your opinion, has that aspect of the broadcast actually become more entertaining than the game itself? It's on par with it, for sure. I, I think it is really cool just to hear the guy's thoughts. I, I like when the pitchers are mic'd up. Like mm-hmm. Nathan Eovaldi talking when he's got his leg up in the air before he throws the ball is awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and, you know, I thought Hader and Smoltz going back and forth was cool. That, I, that is a very, very important part of the game going forward. Mm-hmm. I... I it's a little bit annoying for players. There's no doubt about that. During an all-star game, no big deal. During a regular season game, it's like not as <clears throat> people won't want to do it as much. But I think they if do we, it. I, th- I know, but I think if we if we continue to do that and kind of figure out different ways to, I don't know, it's going to be part of the game going forward. And I think it, it helps because I want to hear in-game strategy. That's I think that's what I want more. Not just like the ha-ha, like we're having fun. Here's my personality. But like I want to know what you're thinking, dude. Like, about, like, the game, in your at-bat or when you're out playing defense, like, I want to know strategy. I think well, that's the important part. Would guys be willing to share that during a regular season? Because all-star game, it's no problem, right? You, those guys will talk about anything. Is there – wouldn't they want to protect something, like their thought process against a certain pitcher or a certain hitter? A lot of it's just generic, though. Like, if a pitcher's on the mound and he's like, all right, I just saw him open up his front hip, probably going to go with the change of away or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, but that's my, just generic. That's not giving away strategy. No, but is it something where down the line when you face that guy, they would be so reluctant to discuss the truth because it could help them help your opponent the next time they face you? I'm asking a question. I, I, I don't, don't have the answer. Certain things, like if you're like, hey, like I, I know I can go get him down in this place. 
like you probably don't want to say that because then you start to look there. But if, if someone, like I said, if someone was like, I, I just I just saw his front sh- his front shoulder go. Mm-hmm. Here comes the slider away. Okay, you know that's like generic stuff that you know as a hitter is going to happen no matter if he tells you that or not. Um, so here's the thing: we do we both love the mic'd up stuff. I mean, I don't know who doesn't love it. Choosing Ivaldi against Carroll. Here's a little taste of of what you heard. Hey, don't oh, do man. too much for me, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that was pretty close. <laughs> I forgot. To first. And to the back goes Diaz. Now, so I will give them an A for the effort. This is where somebody needs to step up and be like, hey, guys, Corbin Carroll's a great story. Rookie, Seattle kid coming home. Mm-hmm. But he's really quiet. Like, I had him on the Rose rotation. And if you just do three minutes of research at that point, you know that he's not going to give you a ton there. So I would have tried to find it. I mean, especially in his, his first All-Star right. game in his hometown facing his Anthony Evaldi, it's like he's probably a little nervous. Yeah, let him let him be. Just <laughs> let him enjoy the moment. Get Mookie some... doesn't care. Exactly. Mookie hasn't cared the entire All-Star week. He's just there, like, soaking it all up. And I think the, it bothers him. I loved the idea of having the pitcher and the hitter but let's find a matchup yeah. where it makes sense, where you're going to get a little interplay. Maybe some of these guys have played against one another yeah. or played with one another. Let's let's think that. 100%. So it, we were in the right area. We just didn't finish the job is what I would say. And that'll never happen during a regular season game, but during the All-Star game, I like that. Right, let's the, try the whatever we pitcher. can. Yeah. And, and the catchers to me, like let's mic up some catchers. I like that. Yeah, um, they did that last year, I thought, with Trevino on the mound, right? Yeah. Or with, uh, behind the plate mm-hmm. and Nestor on the mound. I just like hearing the thought process of yes, it. Yes, that's, that's really good. And there were enough good personalities behind the dish uh, yesterday where they could have done that. And, uh, well, Adley did get mic'd up, and he actually got hit in the uh, hoo-hahs, I think. Okay. So, there you go. Um, speaking of hearing somebody loud and clear, Mariners fans chanted when Shohei Otani came to the dish a couple of times, Come to Seattle. Did that do anything for you? I'm happy for them. I mean, I think that he's going to give a bunch of places a chance. I don't think there's like one place to show he says, I'm going to go there for sure. I think he's going to get wined and dined by a bunch of teams. I've already mentioned my thought process on the contract. I think teams are going to have to get creative with it. I don't think the money, like everyone's going to be shoving a ton of money in his face. It's what's going to differentiate you. Now, he even said, and I don't know if this is just, you know, He's here in Seattle. It's the All-Star game. He said, I've been here. I like the city. He was talking it up. He's talking the city up. And obviously, there's a legacy of Japanese players playing over here. West Coast, all that good stuff. So, I look, I don't know what the Mariners' plan is, uh, if they're really going to make it a real run at Shohei. But I guarantee like this would, be, was, this would be one place he definitely considers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always fun when – teams are when cities are courting a player at the all-star game i can just speak from personal experience in 97 when the all-star game was in cleveland um the then indians were looking for a frontline starting pitcher and i believe that Schilling was in the all-star game and when he got announced before the game the place went nuts like he was already one of their own and it was almost like they were telling John Hart, please pull the trigger on this trade. 
Like, whatever you have to do, go get that guy so he could be a part of our squad. Obviously, it didn't happen. He ended up going to Arizona and then Boston, and Cleveland still hasn't won that World Series since 1948. So it kind of made me reminisce a little bit of that about that. The difference is, obviously, the Angels and the Mariners are not going to make a midseason trade for Shohei Otani. But, yeah, I mean, it's – what place wouldn't want to chant for Otani? Everybody does. Yeah. In fact, I think we will see that several times in the second half. I think that, that other fan bases will follow suit when he comes and pays a visit and he's up to the plate. This is not going to be the only time you hear that in 2023. He just came to the Dodgers before the break. Do you think they did anything special for him, like made it like a, just a great experience in L.A.? Or is that like tampering is that like against the rules well i mean that's what freddie freeman and mookie betts were saying when they were <laughs> mic'd up as otani came to the plate and freddie you know they were like do you want to say anything freddie's like no that would be tampering which i know by There's the way no, mlb doesn't have that rule well i don't think players are part of the tampering issue it's always the front office and ownership anybody like it's fair game in baseball totally man. totally you don't think that when uh shohei got to first occasionally when they played the Dodgers this year, that Freddie was like, hey, man, you don't really have to move. You could still stay here, just join a better organization. He's going back to Anaheim. You really believe that? No. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. We had a huge discussion during our live studio audience of Talking Baseball on Tuesday about Shohei Otani, and it was the two of us and Jake up there. And I was the only one who was like, I want to see him traded because I want to, I just don't believe in the Angels anymore this year. I I want to see him trade. I just don't think they're going to trade him. Like, Artie Moreno's come out multiple times and said he's like not Which interested. Which I still don't get. We've, we've discussed this ad nauseum I and know. probably will continue to over the next two and a half weeks. I mean, it is the biggest story in baseball. That's why... I said that Angels might be the most relevant team in all of baseball under the Stephen A. Smith Instagram post. Yeah. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's right. that. And then let, let's say he stays. Are they still relevant on August 2nd? Yeah, because, I mean, then it's all in. If he stays, then they have to, like, make moves. Obviously, they have to get healthy. Then they have to make moves to, like, make sure they, like, get into the playoffs. Do everything they can. Not that they're not trying already, but I'm just saying, like, if they don't trade him, I think it's you got to then either add or, I don't know, do something. Do something. I don't see that happening. Speaking of doing something, Commissioner Rob Manfred said the league is uh, hearing the MLBPA's cries to at least change the pitch clock in the playoff. Uh, But he added it, quote, in general, I think you ought to play the postseason the way you play the regular season. What would you do if you were the commissioner when it comes to this? I think he's kind of right in that regard. I know a lot of people want to add 10 seconds to the pitch clock so you can have a little bit of more drama or let the moment breathe and 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 garner you know energy but it just doesn't seem right to me to do that we talked about it yesterday at our live event and i said really what they need is someone telling people hey we're going to give you extra time during this moment i don't think you need 30 seconds every single at bat but in a big moment when you want to juice it up yeah you add a little bit of time that obviously doesn't work 
So you're talking about world. somebody producing, producing the moments the, for you. I don't know. It's an entertainment business. Yeah, someone should be producing this. Well, are the, the NFL script writers on strike right now? I'm telling you. Or man. can we borrow them? I'm telling you. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to continue to have dialogue because that's what they, they say, which mm-hmm. is nice. I hopefully, hopefully that's true and they're really doing that. But I, in my mind, I don't think anything's going to change. I think it's going to be the same as it was in the season, into the postseason. Um if I had a preference, yes, that's what I want to hear. If I had a preference, I, I don't think I'd change it. Like, what's are you going to get rid of it totally? Is well, that what you want? Well, so I love drama in October, and I would just hate to miss that because we're worried about the pitch clock a little bit. Now, I don't know if that means changing it universally to twenty seconds, whether somebody's on base or not on base. I don't know if it means changing it to 25 seconds. Does that increase the drama a little bit? Some of the great iconic shots we've had, you know, they're zeroing in on the faces of the pitchers. I always love the shots of the fans as they're nervous, they're excited, they're anxious, all sorts of stuff. So I would like to see an increase. I would like to see them massage it a little bit. Do you think that we've lacked drama this year because of the pitch clock? It's hard to um, to tell that because there is no built-in drama in a game on June 28th. I don't know. I think there is. Could be. There could be, but you don't know when that's going to happen. Everything is dramatic in October because everything. so much means everything. Every pitch means something. Every 90 feet means something. Whereas when you have a game in late June, you're like, okay, listen, we'd love to win, or it sucks we haven't played well lately, or it's great we've won four of our last six, but there is always tomorrow. In October, the suddenness of when it ends, you could go from a Dodger 111-win season to being bounced in four games by the Padres, and that means there are a ton of dramatic moments as that's unfolding. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about like the replays now. Like I want to see slow-mo replays yep. of nice swings. You're and not going to have time that. It doesn't happen. Shoot, man. I don't know. I go back and forth on it because I do understand what you're saying. And, and, mm-hmm. and there is a, there is sort of a production value to not having the clock because you are able to show the replays, right. dig in a little bit more in your analysis and do all that good stuff. And let me ask you this because I'm not super uh, TV um, savvy. Savvy. Okay. Cable savvy. Would they make more money if the games are longer? Like, you, there's more commercial shown? Is that, right. is that how it works? More commercial I'm assume, inventory. I'm assuming. So they have to get a certain number of commercials yeah. in, okay? They, there's just no way around that. Um, you're still going to get the same number of breaks. There's still a break ever, after every half inning. Yes. Even if the pace of a game is, is more rapid. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then because there's no in, there's no like in-game ads necessarily. There are a few they cut they cut off to the side. There are those are more like in-game promos. Like when Fox has the the World Series, they're going to want to promote America's Game of the Week coming up this Sunday. You know, yeah. whatever game it is, or they're going to want to promote a new season of whatever they're airing this fall. Like that's why part of the reason they have baseball is because they want to sure. spin it forward and promote the rest of their programming. So they just have to get smarter with that sort of stuff. But don't think that they're not a part of the discussions because they are. Yes. When they're paying as much money as they are to broadcast those for the national rights, you better believe that Eric Shanks and his crew, he's the president of Fox Sports, are having meetings with the commissioner's office. Eric Shanks, hit me up. Get me on the field for the World Series. 
Let me I, do some work. I would imagine. Or you want to text him? Do you think he knows me? I'm going to guess no. Don't take it personally. Well, okay, get better at your job. <laughs> Shanks. Shanksy, my boy. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, so we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show, like who was going to shine brightest on the red carpet. Okay. We were not disappointed. Uh, Nolan Arenado and his family, he looked great with the, with the hat. I thought that was cool. I got, I got the pictures up now. Yeah, that's, that's a good look. Uh, Adley Rutschman, unbelievable look. In fact, he told Amsinger and Harold Reynolds, he's like, yeah, kind of, kind of a little surprised, aren't you? Are those feathers? I, I'm kind of like zooming in. There was a lot of texture what? on the red carpet. Yeah, there was. He looked good. Yeah. I, I, Adley has won me over. Oh yeah, he had a good like good few days here. There was a few things that he did, like uh, the the workout in the snow. I was like, "What are you doing, bro?" Like the shirtless workout right, in the right. snow. I wasn't sure if I was on board. And there's been a lot of hype for a rookie. All this stuff. He's obviously lived up to everything. Uh, but then that home run derby performance. I know he got bounced in the first round, but like it was awesome. You know who he looks like a little bit there? Joe Burrow. A little Joe Burrow, right? A, a, a thicker Joe Burrow. Uh, Jonah Heim and his family. They won. To me, they won. That was pretty good. Is Although it, Lourdes Goriel and his family wow. was amazing. When you asked me that question, we should have known who's going to, like, you asked me who's going to have the most outrageous. Yeah, we should have known He's that. like the purple hair. Yeah, based on the hair. But is this like a Barbie theme thing the Himes did? I don't know. It's all pink. He wearing, he's wearing a pink suit. His wife has a Pink-ish. pink dress. Yeah. And the kids are all pink. I, I like it. Yeah, they're adorable. Uh, Zach Gallen, I thought, looked great uh, with the sweater. You know, no, not not big enough. Kind of looked like an English teacher to me. Really? Yeah, and like this guy's a stud. Like I've been talking to Longoria about him. He's like he's a guy guy. Mm. So like I, it's okay. Okay. Like I, I thought it was cool. Uh, I loved seeing um, Vlad's outfit was interesting. Yeah. I I don't know what th- that was like a feathery touch. I, a lot of texture on the. On, I like texture, so yes. I'm into it. Uh, and then the Acuna chain. Yeah. Of him wearing the. You know, you're too tiny. Yeah. Did you dig that or not? Ah, uh, shoot. If you wear a chain of yourself, you have to be, like, one of the best players, and he's one of the and best he players. Is a, he's so. having one of the great seasons of all time. I'll let him get away with it because of what he's doing. Do you like the pose that he put out there? I don't know. Sure. Is that, who, who's he doing small. it to? Who's he doing it to? Yeah, it was somebody I'm sure that he took deep, and I don't know. Okay. It was, it's pretty good, though. What do you good. think that thing cost? Who knows, man? You think he doesn't have enough money, so maybe it's maybe it's fake. <laughs> I didn't maybe it's fake. He doesn't have enough money. I said he's getting paid well below market value. There's a difference. You could 130 million, you're going to be just Ooh. fine. But you think he was doing like hey, and at least the rest of the NL East. Oh, I like that. Yeesh. I like that a lot. You know what else was fun yesterday? I finally after all this time together Three seasons, got to meet Trevor May in person. Yes. He lives up here in Seattle. He was doing some work for MLB Radio, I believe. Um, and he dropped by our, our little soiree. He did. I love seeing him. He's always uh, positive and happy. Yes. and He's, he's like a, a breath of fresh air when you hang out with him. So now I posted this morning a picture of me with all of my baseball kitties. Finally had a chance. to. I, I hadn't met Glass now in person until this year. Uh, I met Pasquantino at the Super Bowl. He was out there getting ready for spring training. Obviously, Miggy Rowe. I met him last year in person when he came up to the John Boy Media offices. Giolito I've known for a while. 
So it was nice to be able to see everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, and Hedgie, you know, known him forever. So that was cool. You, like, know Hedges. You, like, touch his stomach, a lot of stuff. Well, you know, what, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? Uh, we've got a, an amazing clip coming out, I think, of Austin Hedges later today that I think it's one of those that's going to sit and make you think. It has zero to do with baseball and everything to do with life etiquette. Okay. Okay? Okay. Uh, we got to wrap up. We got um, to shut down our Airbnb. Have you packed yet? I don't even have a bag. You, he doesn't let me check a bag ever, so I'm just in a carry Which is 100% accurate. When you, you do not want to head back to LAX with a checked bag for less than a three-day trip. Okay. Am I wrong? Uh, BBD, did you, oh, you had to check a bag because of the equipment, right? It worked out for me to, this trip. Would you have checked a bag with... Um, I, I would have tried to. Exactly. You don't want to check a bag. All right. Where do you guys land in All Newark? Right. JFK. Yeah, you don't want to do that either. Is that, here you don't have a choice. You got all the equipment in the world, right? King Rosie, here's your crown. Travel king. If do I was, as I say. No, no, no. I asked you, no, are I you know. checking a bag? It's, it is better if you don't check a bag. Quicker. My buddy, Kevin Frazier, who is my mentor in this business, he's the host of Entertainment Tonight. He won't check a bag anywhere. Like, even if he's gone a week, he will not check a bag. For me, it's the shoes, dude. Like, I need to have a couple pairs of shoes. How many shoes did you bring? I brought three pairs of shoes. Now, that's ridiculous. Why? I brought one kind of, like, sporty that I thought I was going to wear to the derby. Didn't work with my outfit, so I didn't even wear those. And then I had a couple for a couple different outfits. Exactly. My point. So, you didn't even wear a pair of shoes that you brought with you. So, I had the option to. And you how, many pairs of shoes, to, how many pairs of shoes do you just bring? Just two. I'm wearing, you know, I got my gym shoes, which I don't even go to the gym. But they're, you know, my gym shoes, my workout shoes, my walking <laughs> shoes now. <laughs> Your and my, my cool Rob Scirocco, Chris Rose rotation kicks that those I've gotten are, a lot of compliments yeah, on. Yeah, everyone like that. Yeah. yeah, those are cool. And that's it. Okay. That's okay. all. It's a, it's a baseball thing. What do you need? All right. Uh, we're back at it again tomorrow. We're going to be doing this as we start to spin it ahead and look forward to the second half. Yep. You okay with that? Yes, sir. All right. We want to thank all the good people of Seattle that we have met, whether it was at the Home Run Derby or at Optimism Brewing Company for our John Boy Media All-Star Soiree, uh, or just people around town, man. It was a great, great time. The weather was ideal. If you haven't been to an All-Star game, as we told you, um, go next year in Arlington for the Home Run Derby, and then you can join us at the party. You know, We talked to a bunch of people who have now made this a point of their summer vacation. Yeah. They're going to join us each and every year, no matter where we travel. Next year, Dallas. Yeehaw. Going to be fun. Going to be fun. So for our producer, BBD, our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the uber-talented and shoe-wearing Trevor Plouffe, who will not be checking a bag, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.